Hello, you're listening to Thought Starters, a podcast on the business of creativity. I'm Ellie Stuhler. Joining us in conversation today from the pod at White City Place, Dior Bediaco and Mercedes Benson. Dior is founder of Pepper Your Talk, a physical and digital platform for young fashion creatives, and of the Junior Network, a members club for young fashion professionals. Both create honest and open spaces aimed at knowledge sharing and for building the future industry leaders. Dior previously worked at Burberry. Mercedes is an independent social media marketing specialist, having worked for Google, Adidas, and Puma. She's a model, DJ, and this year founded Social Fixed, whose aim is to encourage more entry-level black, Asian, and minority ethnic talent in the creative industries. On the agenda, how long-established companies should be learning from their younger employees, tokenism in creative teams, and the skewed expectations of those just emerging from university. So I guess we've had similar situations within our working experiences um, that triggered us to start our businesses. So for me specifically, it was more of, I'm young and I want to be at the top. How do I do it? But for you, it was, I guess it's more of, I'm I was black. just, I was, yeah, for me, it was more so I'm black. I'm in such cool jobs, but mm. I feel alone. Mm. And yeah. it's like, don't get me wrong. Like I was in good teams and, you know, I was in good departments, but you know, if you're the only person who is coming with an understanding of what it's like to be a black young Londoner, if you're the only person who understands, you know, what, urban music is or you know who the coolest rappers or what kind of cool subcultures are kind of bubbling in London or in any city it kind of gets a bit draining because Mm. it's like you become like the token the token child oh yeah she's got all the ideas and I'm just like (laughs) well if you hire more people like me then there'll be more people who have (laughs) ideas like this so it was just kind of like that frustration of just being alone yeah yeah I kind of, well, similar and different as well, because for me, it was more like you just, I guess when you leave university, you're the most educated you've ever been. And then going straight into work, you are the least experienced out of everyone in the whole office. So it's like this high-low kind of situation where you feel really pumped up and excited, but also very confused and you feel kind of small. Definitely. Um, And then it really blew my mind that there was no one at all helping young fashion creatives. And everyone always asks, like, who are your competition? I actually don't feel like I have any competition because no one cares. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the forgotten people of the industry who it's like, I guess, this is how I explain it to most people because everyone's like, is there really an appetite for it? And then when I explain, everyone's like, ah, okay, I see. So imagine you go into a workspace and your manager's been doing emails for 15 years. Your manager's super confident. Your manager knows everyone. She's not going to sit down with you and be like, do you understand this terminology? She's just going to feel like you get it. And little, little situations like that are what really like make people shrink within workspaces. Um, also building peer networks. Like as a junior, you don't do the breakfast meetings. You don't go out and meet people apart from who's in the office and and that's another big, especially within fashion, um, restriction because you need to build networks. So, 
I, mean, I guess you're building yeah. networks as well through what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, I think it's all about building networks. But yeah. I think the problem I also feel across both situations is mm. just kind of like the lack of, I guess, mentorship as well that yeah. you do get when you go into these industries from mm. like mid to senior level professionals. Yeah, I do think it's like... I mean, don't get me wrong, we're all on a journey. We're all trying to navigate our career. Whether you've been in your career for five years, you're probably yeah. still trying to find your feet. Of course. But, you know, entry-level talent just seems to be kind of like the forgotten community yeah, yeah, yeah. of people. And it's like, like you said, they expect you to kind of know just get it. what you're doing. They mm-hmm. expect you to get it. But they don't realise that you're probably going to be by yourself. It's yeah. just starting like, it's like starting school all over again. And I do mm. feel like there just needs to be more responsibility as an individual yeah. when you are hiring new talent to make sure you're actually nurturing that talent. Yeah, absolutely. Like whether they're black or white, or whether they're entry level, or whether they've even had experiences for yeah. how many years. Like if you're hiring talent, you need to make sure that you're looking out for them. Mm true leadership is about championship and I realised sometimes a lot of leaders are just focusing on themselves and their own objectives and it's just like how do you build effective teams if you're doing Mm. that there was an insight I think I can't remember where I read it but a guy went to Coca-Cola and he asked like the CEO what do you do and he said what he did I think it was some big company yeah. yeah and he asked the cleaner what do you do and he said the same exact thing as the CEO and that's what I want to see in fashion because fashion is all about kind of well it's not supposed to be about segregation it's supposed to be about inclusion and everyone should feel a part of this beautiful industry but actually there's more lines and boundaries than ever and um, when you're at the bottom you don't feel like you're adding to the top line of the business you don't feel like what you're doing actually contributes to anything and what I found is that as an entry-level employee you use your energy but when you're a boss a CEO you use your mind But there should be a way that young people are encouraged to use their energy in doing things around the office, as well as pushing them to use their minds to think about Mm. strategy, to sit in meetings where they probably don't belong, but to get them thinking about the bigger picture. So those are the types of things I'd love to champion. And the body system as well, so important. Body system, so important. And Mm. what I've also found as well is that companies that actually have a very hierarchical um, organisation, I kind of find that quite limiting, Mm. only because... I believe you should actually have a bottom-up approach to okay. what, like you said, to when it comes to building ideas and being creative. Because yes, yeah. you're the CEO, and yes, you might be using your mind, but everything becomes about numbers when you're the CEO. Mm. So creativity tends to get lost the higher up the food chain yeah, you go. Absolutely. So, but then what also happens is the fear of stepping in the wrong direction or going against your boss or going against the people that are senior to you mean to voice like an idea or an opinion yeah it it becomes less and less so Mm. it's like you're you're relying on people from the bottom to give you creativity but then the people at the bottom are are scared to use their voice yeah so it's like I think there needs to be greater encouragement in having a bottom-up approach where you're really pushing and encouraging people at the bottom and that entry-level talent to actually give you all the ideas Mm. and you know be bold enough to give you all that creative vision because they're the ones that are actually going to keep your company very relevant and very current but what happens is entry-level talent then feels scared they end up doing menial things which I mean it's all part of the growth and learning like you have to do menial jobs to kind of understand you know how how it works how it works but really the bulk of your creativity and especially within marketing your ideas should be coming from like that so what would you suggest like a 
one day a week or one day every two weeks where everyone just sits together and puts ideas in the pot. Let's say everyone has to come up. With, I think the dots do that. They have a day where everyone sits down and puts like three ideas in the pot. And I think you don't even know whose idea it is so that there's no like, oh no, that's coming from a junior or whatever. And then they work with, I think, the top ones. And then that's what they use to like progress in the business. Yeah, I definitely. That's cool. I definitely feel that. But then I also feel like there should just be a general appreciation mm. for when young talent enters your building yeah, because yeah. they're the ones that are going to have the freshest ideas. So rather than put them in a corner or put them in the, you know, in the kitchen to start making coffee, <laughs> yeah. which isn't a bad thing because I've done many, many, I don't make Same. good coffee. But, um, <laughs> it's just like, actually, you know, huddle all your young talent into one room and be yeah. like, all right, guys, we're working on this campaign. You guys know what's happening more than I do. Yeah. Let's get together. Let's think of new ideas. Anyone whose idea makes it into the mm. campaign, like, I don't know, there's like initiative or some I sort guess, of... I guess what we should be telling young talent is your companies aren't doing this. So you champion it. You get together with your peers and you start, I, don't, I won't call it a union, but I don't know, create some type, <laughs> of, <laughs> some type of system where you do get your ideas heard. And also it's the ones that take this initiative and start these types of things are the ones that progress a lot more quicker in the office as well. So not everyone is going to be that person. And that's what I've come to realise as well. I work with a lot of young people and I'm always like, think deeper, think bigger, think about this thing. But not everyone's wired like that. And no. not everyone's going to be I, like that as well. I agree. Because even when it comes to social fixed and just being able to job share, yeah. I've realised not everyone's like me or not everyone's yeah. like my friends. So there's actually certain roles that certain people just will never come across. Yeah, and absolutely. you tell people, research, research, research. Google is your friend. Network, network, network. Yeah. But some people just can't do, do it. it. Yeah. And it's, you know, people do want to be spoon fed or people just need more direction um, to be able to get to certain places that other people can get to just proactively. So it is, I guess, just about kind of buddying up and just yeah. helping everyone as you go along so with the job sharing it's like it just made sense to kind mm. of go out there do the research for everyone else but make sure that we're doing this together regardless yeah, like absolutely. it's all about the results which is precisely why I start the junior network because with Peppy or Talk we put out articles we have events workshops whatever it is but I just felt like I couldn't track the progress and it felt like we were putting out all this stuff but we don't know what's really happening. We don't know if we're making a difference. So with the junior network, everyone that signs up really wants it. They're mm -hmm. proactive enough to say, I'm going to sign up to this club. I'm going to commit to eight of their events. I'm going to read their newsletter. I'm going to meet up with Dior and do all the stuff that's necessary for my career, which is why I'm so excited about starting this, because I know I have a good group of passionate people and so hard to find them. With the junior network, is there going to yeah. be like a graduation process? Like yeah. So, <laughs> so it's a year. It's a year's program which starts on the 9th of September, um, and we'll have four panel discussions, four networking experiences amongst the club members, and then training. So confidence training, CV training, little things like clothing, hair, makeup. Because I even had an instance where I knew a girl where anytime she was meeting her senior leader, she put on so much makeup, and it's so simple, and it's something you don't really think about. But that was given off a really negative impression. Um, mm. so it was even little things like that and then we will have mentors from the industry doing masterclasses on like tech and new innovations within fashion as well because when you're junior you don't really go to those big meetings about the big things your company's doing so if you can go back to work and say guys I know about this tech innovation I've met this person I know all about this um, I'm clued up on all this other stuff that's happening within industry makes you look really good um, so yeah there will be a year I won't call it a graduation I guess because 
they're just going straight back into the working world. Nothing different from what they've already been doing because everyone's already in industry. All our members are already in industry. But I will have an exit tutorial with them where we've built a year's plan um, throughout the time they've been with me and then send them out to flourish. So, yeah, excited. That's really cool. Thanks. You're listening to Thought Starters with Pepper Your Talk founder Dior Bediaco and Social Fixed founder Mercedes Benson. So with the Social Fixed, what is the plan for that? Like, what are you going to be doing next? Um, so I, I think the plan is to just be consistent with it. Mm. I just like everything to be really organic. Yeah. And because it kind of just was a spur of the moment idea. Like, I really just want to see how it grows within the next six months. Yeah. So we'll continue to, like, post jobs on Twitter and continue to encourage everyone in our Facebook group to keep talking and, and giving each other opportunities. Yeah. Or, yeah, if they're, if they're looking for opportunities to mm. kind of be bold enough to, like, say it in the group because you never know who they're going to meet. Yeah. We had a really cool mixer at Google um, a few weeks back where it was mainly just just actually mid to senior professionals yeah. I really wanted to kind of pick their brain and actually see what the problems were mm. and as to why young people feel the way that they do about getting into the creative industry so now we've got all that insight I think the yeah. next the next event would be to have a bigger mixer which will actually include all the entry-level talents so all the young people Great. that are already in the group and that have signed up to the mailing list We'll be doing newsletters as well, so kind of like job newsletters. And yeah, I guess just to kind of see how it goes, really. Like, um, there's so many companies out there who have like diversity and inclusion, but I don't really see them doing anything. So maybe (laughs) social fix can be a way to kind of address those issues and just feel, I don't know, give them a bit more some more current ideas yeah. and just yeah you're not playing the blame game you're coming up with solutions yeah definitely yeah. so yeah just see how it goes really hopefully in a year's time I'll have like more concrete plans but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do other stuff so it's <laughs> like, but with these jobs that you're kind of promoting and sharing I was doing that well still do with Pepper Your Talk but what I'm finding is I always ask people because it's our reputation on the line and then they, when they do approach these people it's like oh we heard about it through Peppy or Talk so I always ask them to send their CV to me first I'll check it if not we can kind of have a situation where I work with them on their CV some of them are shocking yeah. <laughs> honestly they are almost everyone sends me their CV on Word yeah I don't want a Word document guys guys we need, to, we need to upgrade to PDFs <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know what it is that so that happened to me so I had an opportunity to kind of give a few positions to like a really cool company yeah and so I was just like guys this opportunity is coming up um send me your CVs Mm. I got like over 150 emails I was just like whoa so I kind of like shifted them all to the HR of that company and I was really fortunate that they actually looked through them Mm. but as I was looking through them like I saw people sending in like model images and stuff like and you know what it is it's just it's the generation that we live in it's a shame but people feel that they need to show who they are visually as a person to kind of get them through the door now and I think that is just a subsidiary of social media yeah, and just this idea that you need to be like you need to be a thing like yeah, you need yeah, to yeah. be popular you Bigger need to be you <laughs> yeah like it's more than just you know a written traditional cv now mm. they need to see your socials and everything like that but i think that's something that would that needs to be taught to 
take place after you've gotten that initial interview? Like yeah. you share those those extracurricular stuff that you do mm. with your interviewer after that. But you do have, there are basics to just having a really good CV, CV and yeah. covering letter. And yes, we're in the digital age where, you know, your recruiter will look at your social profile. but Probably before your LinkedIn, yeah, actually. But that doesn't mean that your CV should, you know, suffer in in the long run yeah. like so I do think there's a lot of education and and yeah. I guess like masterclasses that yeah, do need yeah, to yeah. be done on just like how to have a good CV and yeah so outside of the junior network I'm gonna start building workshops for anyone that wants them really to teach them everything even about how to exist in like the corporate world because that's another big thing that if you're coming out of university you have no idea how to like navigate that world but the CV thing it's like the one that's been irking me a lot recently because it's just crazy. Yeah. So much irrelevant information, like your bar job on the weekend and your CV's three pages long, but you've never had a fashion job before. They don't want to see that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to be able to just kind of like adapt and Tailor curate yeah, yeah, yeah. your CV to the industry that you want. And mm. I don't think a lot of young people know that. But to be honest, it's really not their fault because I didn't know anything about that when I came out of university. I blagged oh. it, to be honest. Actually, no, I didn't blag it. <laughs> I used I used a specific platform. So LinkedIn was the okay. platform that I actually really used. That's interesting. And I mastered. Of, yeah, creatives don't really care for LinkedIn that much. So it's interesting. That's LinkedIn is just like the perfect networking mm. platform. So I was fascinated with companies like Beats by Dre, Apple, Google. So what I would do is just I just stalk everyone that worked there. <laughs> yeah. Like you just you literally just you type in the company that you're interested. Yeah. You are open now to like hundreds of people who actually work there. So now you have yeah. like direct access to people who are working in the company. Oh, it's a bit limited you now. You can't really send like that many messages and stuff. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. So I've upgraded to premium because I really believe in this platform. <laughs> so you know, so Top I'm all. About so I'm all about just kind of being able to like message them, yeah. email them, yeah. and they might not see it. Like, but I don't know. I just I really believe in cold emails, mm-hmm. and I got like two of my jobs through cold emails. That's just cool. because I do think people are out there willing to give you an opportunity, yeah. but they just need to see like a proactive the hunger and drive, mm-hmm. yeah, from you. So sometimes, you know, if a CV does feel like it's being a long process yeah. LinkedIn is just I guess the perfect social platform to be able to speed yeah. it up and just get to the person that you want to connect with faster and I guess this swiftly moves us on to like networking as well how do you actively promote networking within your groups like do you tell them to go out and do stuff because for me networking is every like how LinkedIn is like your best yeah. friend networking is literally my best friend like that's how I've met everyone that I've ever worked with. I think I've used LinkedIn more to professionally network, mm. but I don't think I networked specifically when I was young. Well, now. Yeah. I just go out. Yeah. And <laughs> meet people. And I, I think that is that is it. Like when you're jumping around 18, 19, 20 mm. and you're going to parties and you're going to just different events yeah. in and around like London or the city you're in, you're just you're meeting like minded people without yeah, you realizing. Like everyone would be attracted to each other based on like their interests and, and what they like and their passions. And you know, those people will tend to be the people that you end up growing with as yeah. you or try and like navigate your way into the industry that you're in so it's actually just kind of just going out and just being social and then I guess 
you know, the more you do progress into your industry, maybe the more like strategic you can be about yeah. who you network with next. Like, how do you then come across the CEO or the yeah. VP of whoever it is? Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I actually just, just believe out. you just need to go out, like, go clubbing. Like, <laughs> that's what Henry Holland said. He's always like, I'm on the night shift. Yeah. I work the night shift. Because <laughs> it proper work, like going to gigs and just like, just jumping around with people and yeah. I don't know, going like backstage if you can. Yeah, and just, yeah, yeah. That all kind of helps because you then end up meeting those people like either the week after or a year after and you're just like, oh, remember when we did this? And then it's like, oh yeah, I work here. Oh my God, no way. Can you? Yeah. And then it just like starts from there. Well, I guess maybe we're kind of two different types of people. I'm quite low energy, so I can't be out every night just because, but... I was very strategic with my networking. So I made a list of like all the people I want to meet and just found out what events they're speaking at and always sit front row, always have a notepad, always have a question and seem interesting and interested in what they're saying and what you do as well. So, um, yeah, like all my events I had Henry Holland. I had, who did we have? Um, Alice from Refinery. We had Pip from The Dots. Amazing, cool people. And everyone's like, how do you get these people at your events? Because I go to their events and I sit front row and I speak to them and have intelligent conversations. So... You can do Mercedes way where you just go out and have such a good time where people are like, who's that girl? I kind of want to be her friend. I would also say as well, for yeah. anyone who is interested in kind of getting into more of like the the comm side of the industry, mm. so like marketing, PR and stuff, like getting a receptionist job or an entry PR level job or internship is, yeah. is probably the best way. Because even if though I'm doing like marketing and social media now, having all my PR internships was so important yeah. because... I was being forced to, like, call up journalists mm. and I was being forced to, like, make tea for them when they arrived. And I would have to, like, have a conversation with them. I'd have to, like, bring them into the to the building. And, yeah. and that small talk with all those types of people yeah. really helps because if you're bold enough, you could just be like, oh, my God, I really love what you're doing. Or, yeah, I love what, you know, Grazio are doing or whatever. Yeah. Let's, I would love your email. I would love to get your email. Or even just having those PR internships because you are building an extensive contact list mm -hmm. for the company that you're working in anyways. Yeah, yeah. Your eyes are being exposed to like so many people. Absolutely. And then in those PR internships, you're always going to have to do PR events. So then, yes, you're going to be doing the guest list at the door, but you're seeing everyone who's walking in. So, you know, that's probably like, that was such a good way for me to get to know people because yeah. they would always see me on the door. So yeah, be a door girl or a door guy. Like, it really helps. It does help. And that is true. And especially if your boss or your manager notices that actually she's really good at conversation and she's good at kind yeah. of warming people up and just getting them in the building and getting them comfortable. They'll send you out to every event. That's, exactly, so. that's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. I just realised. Yeah. <laughs> I have such a passion for black and Asian talent because, I mean, statistics will show that we don't really come from the most, you know, well-off, well-to-do yeah, well background, yeah. backgrounds or conditions in the UK. So compared to, you know, someone who went to private school and whose parents actually, you know, work in the industry or yeah. have affiliations within the industry, they'll yeah. already be exposed to that. They'll be on internships. You know, when we had to do our year 10 placement, mm. I did my placement in a performing arts school. But some people are shadowing their CEO dads. Yeah, of course. So nepotism. you can't say that they're not 
it's not our fault, but you know, there are lots of people who yeah. are privy to that type of information mm. and are probably more well prepared. So that's why I do feel that, you know, if we're not coming from well-to-do backgrounds yeah. and all we're relying on is our school systems yeah. or our teachers or possible mentors to kind of give us that insight, then, you know, why shouldn't we? It should be, I don't know, it just should be the responsibility of everyone yeah. to make sure that the people um, below them and under them have the information that they didn't have at that age. Mm, of course. Like, we got to pass the baton down, so... Um, <laughs> it's, it's not fully the university's yeah. job because... Like we've been saying since the beginning, you have to be proactive. You have to go out there. You have to seek knowledge. You have to do this. You have to do that. So it's a two-way thing. University is not going to teach you everything. Yeah. I had CV workshops. I had interview workshops at uni. They weren't that great. They were okay. My CV was done. I left uni with a CV and a plan for the year. But I just waffled in it. I just kind of said anything. And my teacher looked at it. It passed the mark. That's all they're there to do. They're actually there to kind of put you in boxes. And if you kind of meet the criteria you get a top mark and that's their actual job we need to understand that that is the teachers are yeah. not really there to save lives they're just there to kind of just you know earn a living sometimes so let's not put too much pressure on them to like save our kids especially as well when we become parents as well it's our job not the school's job and it's our kids jobs as well to know exactly what they want and go out and find that information and then it's organizations like us as well that go into schools and help people so I feel like it's a lot of different people's jobs like yeah in the beginning I used to blame schools quite a lot and then I was went into schools and meet the sweet little teachers and I'm like oh I I I I think I come from like a different yeah I I, I have a different viewpoint because I just feel I'm spending 18 years in school mm. and I come out and I don't even know what marketing is. But yeah, there's definitely a big industry of marketers, yeah. you know? Or I come out of school and I don't know that you can get paid to, you know, do TV production. Like, fair enough. Like, I, I shouldn't. It's changed a bit now. It, it's definitely changed a bit now, but it's just like, I shouldn't have to study media studies to mm. know that there's a, a list of different possibilities. So, how do you want them to do it? Because they are. 200,000 jobs that are out there so do you want there to be like a big list where like the students go through everything 100% why not mm. like why not like it shouldn't just be traditional professions that you're exposed to yeah so I did science so I wanted to be a doctor mm. but even then I and and you know I can't blame my parents either because they're yeah. first generation Nigerians who came to the UK so they're not really privy to the western world and yeah, all the types of, of um, careers and industries that exist here Especially in the creative so industry. all I knew was being a doctor being a lawyer being a teacher and being an engineer still don't really know what an engineer is <laughs> but my mum was just so on it and but then when I was in school like you know why like I shouldn't just know okay I could be a historian because I'm yeah. studying history or I could you know be like a geologist because mm. I like you I only knew like the most obvious job titles based on mm. the subjects that I did but I didn't know like how nitty gritty job titles can be yeah I didn't know that you know you had to be an exec or an assistant before you become a manager before you yeah like yeah. I just feel like come on like create a list so maybe we should come up with like a careers day where like so or a careers month where just so many different types of people come into schools and just speak about what they do because I've always wanted to do fashion and I've always just kind of gone deeper so I started off like I want to be a designer and then I was like oh, actually I'm yeah. not good at that stuff okay I want to be I want to do PR I want to do this so like as life progressed because I knew I wanted to be in this industry I just yeah. kind of kept delving deeper and deeper and deeper so maybe our experiences are different and that's yeah, where definitely. it's coming from um, 
Because even my friend, she said she became fascinated with PR mm. because she was watching The Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Obviously, it's completely different now because everyone has a lot more transparency on the types of jobs and mm. careers that you can do. Yeah. So I'm coming from, like, a dated mindset of, like, 10 years ago. But that's what I wish I had. Yeah. So if it isn't still out there... Then it's it just then it needs to be done. Like is connection still alive? That's oh God, they said I was going to be a reception receptionist. <laughs> connections. I was just like, no, I'm not. I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, you remember you had to do like a little test, and it was like a, a character test, and yeah, yeah, it yeah. would basically tell you what your skills were oh, and what, what profession. They said I was going to be a businesswoman. Did they? Yeah, they said I was going to be a receptionist. <laughs> I was just like, okay, maybe you because I was too much. organized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This has been Thought Starters, recorded at the pod at White City Place. Thought Starters is a DNN Co. project for White City Place, produced by David Michon, recorded by Claire Urban, and edited by Claire Crofton. To find out how you can record your own podcast at White City Place, find us at whitecityplace.com on Twitter or Instagram at White City Place, or shoot us an email at podcast at whitecityplace.com. And subscribe to Thought Starters on iTunes, Acast, and Stitcher. Give us a rating and write us a comment. It really helps. We'll see you next time.